3: Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. my recital. I think it's very vital. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. <laughs> it's Here we go. To rock around. To rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky.
4: Thurl Bailey joins us now. 97.5. The KSL Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty. Time to classy up the joint. Yes. Big T, how are you? Hey,
5: Thurl. I'm good. I wish I was uh, on vacation like Hans was. Well, you on vacation for a month, Hans?
1: What was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was just longer than a couple weeks. That's all. I, I like to right. just say a couple. You deserve weeks. It. Oh, I do. I do. I felt like I needed to get away. Actually, Scotty told me, "Why don't you take another week? Yeah, maybe yeah. add on to that a little bit. Be nice to have Thurl and other people that do good radio."
4: By the way, my wife was at the game uh, on Saturday, and she ran into Thurl. And uh, and by the way, yes, Thurl, thanks for being so so nice and and everything. But she's like, man, Thurl's really popular at those games. Like everybody yeah. wants a piece of Thurl.
1: Yeah, yeah, Big T, you you do such an amazing job putting yourself out there for the fans. Do you do you love that aspect of what you do?
5: Yeah, I just love being me. I think I think uh, well, the community's been, the city and the state's been great to me, and and it and it's not just because of my basketball playing and so it's it's it's, i've made it my home and you know just i love love being available for people
4: hey by the way does it feel like 40 years since uh oh my gosh the national championship
5: no it really doesn't you know and and uh i just got back from raleigh where we celebrated yeah they honored us at the nc state wake forest game and it's it blows me away, I think, the most, for the most part, that the young people today know what happened back then. And they weren't even born, but they know about it. Their parents, their grandparents have told them about it. They've seen the documentary. And it's just, uh, it's nice that it never feels like it gets old.
1: What are your college accomplishments rank with some of your professional accomplishments like that that what you guys were able to pull off then where does that rank in some of the things you've been able to achieve in your life
5: well everybody wants to win right i mean if, if whether you're an athlete or in corporate america you want to be a champion in something and it doesn't matter what that's in and the fact that we won the championship was great but the journey to get there was probably the biggest teacher Uh, of lessons in my whole life, you know, of defeat, of failure, all those things that you have to climb out of to to get to the place you want to. And so um, I don't know if there's much that can really touch the journey of that championship because it doesn't happen that way in any arena very often the way it happened to us. uh, And, you know, Coach V used to say, you know, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. It happens every day, and for a collective group like us to to kind of serendipitously come together and for a purpose to win a national championship, um, yeah, that, that's that's got to be the the top right there. Hans is uh, it's uh, it's really unmatched, and again, it's a story that that's relived year after year, and forty years later, we're still celebrating it.
4: Well, every time, you know, when I'm calling a Utah State game down in the pit, I walk over, and that, that, that same, look at that spot where it was Wittenberg who took the three, right? Before Lorenzo Charles, or not it the was. three, but the, the long shot, and then Wittenberg with the dunk.
5: It is. And, you know, they tore that floor up, and we were able to get a piece of that oh, floor nice! presented to us on a plaque. And one of the people responsible for it was Derek Wittenberg for making sure we all got a piece. There's two pieces on it. There's a piece, and it has on it, pass, and then it has on the, the second piece, dunk. <laughs> and so Derek Wittenberg's still selling the fact yeah, that that a was a pass. He
4: wants that assist, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah,
5: he does.
1: Hey, I was thinking about this, Big T, because you go back to 1982. I think that they put the three-point line out on the court in the NBA in 1979 or 80, if I remember right. And I am just watching Damian Lillard put up seventy plus, and, and now there is eight guys that have scored seventy plus um, in NBA history. Damian being one, you've got Donovan Mitchell who's out there, uh, and a lot of it is is pretty recent as far as being able to score the seventy. Is it crazy to see these guys coming up and putting up those kinds of points? And it, in the time that you were playing, was it just more difficult to put up the seventy?
5: and we weren't letting anybody score 70 points on us. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They had to haul him out of the game cuz you know, defensively you could guard a guy, you know, you could lay wood on him. And the three-point shot obviously wasn't as prevalent. And so it was a it was a more physical game. It was probably a slower game. I I I admit to that. Um so you know as the rules have changed, obviously the, the offensive player I think has an advantage and great offensive players have us uh, more of an advantage, but you got to give credit to players like Damien who are able to go out there, even in today's game to be able to rack up those many points and to be able to do it in the fashion that they do it. It's very exciting. Um, so, you know, I don't knock those guys for, for being able to do that in this this uh, day and age and era of basketball because the game is really geared towards great players uh, to be able to score the ball and and you know you work on anything long and hard enough you can become a specialist at it and that's really what these guys are
4: so let's say uh Thurl bailey is currently a you know a 19 year old college freshman growing up in the day and age of today's college basketball do you think your skill set um would you have been a three-point shooter could you have stretched the court a little bit given uh, how you were able to play
5: I could have stressed it anyway. Jerry <laughs> Sloan was not a big three-point no. shot guy. And, and you know, I was a small forward, so I had a nice little corkscrew jumper. I could have long, I could have been a contender from the three-point line if I was able to shoot those threes. But, you know, the game has really changed. But, yeah, I mean, it, it really is how you're developed, you know, based on the game. I mean, I obviously I played center in high school, and my game evolved. And in college I was a small forward because we had – Lorenzo Charles and Cozell McQueen at the other two big so um, what I did was really ahead of its time I was a small forward in the NBA as well but um, yeah I, I think you develop to do things that are going you know help you advance your career and today this day and age the training would be a little bit different um, but what once was you know get to the rim get to get to the layup now, you know, three is more than two, so I want to put more of these up, and that's what everybody's working on now. No, no more, not a lot of post-ups in the, in the league
1: anymore. Speaking of that, going back just a couple of games ago, Oklahoma City, you come out of the All-Star break, and the first offensive possession, you rotate Walker Kessler out to the perimeter, <laughs> he gets the knockdown three. Take me to that moment. What were you thinking, and and See, what does that mean we're gonna, to, to him?
5: We're going we're gonna to get Walker in trouble here, because... <laughs> Um, you know, as a big you like to see that right and and, and I knew Walker had that capability. We had some conversations. Uh, I had him in the lab and talk- talking about block shots, and um you know hes shot some threes in college, so I knew he had a nice touch he 's got one of those high release touches, but it 's a soft touch for a big guy um, but I was happy for him because you know that was a design play. Right, it just—it was a designed play for him to come out of the shoot and knock down a three, and so, or at least shoot a three, but he ends up knocking it down. And I'm not sure Coach Hardy's going to make that a regular thing, but it, it is good for him to have that kind of confidence, right? That you know, the coach will run a play for him. It's not a post up, um, but it's something that maybe can get him going to do other things. He does so much on the defensive end. That really is kind of a reward for him uh, to be able to
4: at least get a taste of it, if you will. Well, if you run that play, the first play of a game, and and then over the next two games, he gets 30 rebounds over those next two games, you're willing to sacrifice a play for him every now and then if that's how he responds, for sure.
5: Absolutely, and, yeah. and he's, 100%, free. he's a 100% three-point shooter right now. That In would fact, feel good.
4: I would not shoot another three. I would carry that 100% <laughs> the rest of my career, but... Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the thing is with Walker Kessler, it's just, I mean, honestly, you played this game at a high level. You you know what it takes to be successful. This young man is just, I mean, I look at my my oldest is a junior in college. Uh, he Walker Kessler is only a year older than he is. I can't imagine just knowing how young and dumb those kids are at that age to be doing what he's doing and imagining once he matures and really figures out just how special he could be.
5: No question about it. And and I think he's starting to understand that. And he's the kind of guy who, you know, he looks at this league and, uh, matter of fact, let's go back to college. Because before college, in AAU, in high school, he was a scorer. That's what he liked to do. Um, But everybody likes to score. So he decided to find the one thing that he could do that he could excel in that not a lot of players were doing. And that's block shots. So we discussed the art of shot blocking because I love the block shots as well when I played and and there's an art to it. It's not something that just happens. You have to really, you know, have the instincts, first of all, the desire to want to you know, to block shots and, and to alter shots and to play that defensive role. Um, so that's where I know the maturity begins with him is I'm going to go out and do my job. I'm not going to try to overdo it. I'm going to find my little niche, and I'm going to thrive in that. And now he's developing into just a fine NBA player. He puts on 15, 20 pounds over the next couple seasons. Oh, man, what a monster. He's going to be hard to deal with.
1: You know, Thurl, I've been watching Larry marketing now for throughout this year, and I feel like, okay, it's all going to settle down. Things have come back around. It was an incredible run to an an incredible um, all-star invite and a start. But it's going to settle down. But then he he surprises me with his power, his incredible athleticism, everything that he's got. He just continues to surprise me. Try to help me understand what the ceiling is for Lowry Markkinen.
5: Well, I think it's a lot higher than what you see now. And I I think... uh... You can stop being surprised because he's a real deal. And my take is he, he's he's had all these things. I mean, he's he's really had him. He really hasn't had a chance to use them all. Uh, and he, you have to be in the right system, the right place, the right time. And he talks a little bit about that. Um, but he continues. He continued to develop. He continued to to develop his his skill set and. And once he got to the jazz, and the other teams probably would have found that as well with him. but um, now that he's here, he's given been given the freedom to be able to go out and be himself and part of that I think came from when he played uh, in 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 the summer uh, in the eurobasket and and so when you're a coach and you see that, you say, okay, how can we?" get what we're seeing right now how can we kind of cater our system to
4: uh, to looks like we may have lost Thurl Thurl are you there still nope cell phone gods reached out said no we'll try to get Thurl back on the line
1: I uh, was loving what he was just saying about Lowry yeah just continues to surprise me. He, oh, Thurl's like, back. There we go.
4: Thurl, sorry we lost you there for a second. Continue on. You were you were talking about Larry Markkinen.
5: Yeah, I was just saying that, you know, Larry. I think Lowry had those tools. He just needed a place where he could kind of be himself and be free. And I, Coach Hardy talks about seeing him in the summer you know, in Europe playing. And, and now when he gets here, you put him in a position where he can be himself and you live with the things that, you know, he may not be good at. But I honestly think that Lowry had to be convinced that he was the best player on the team. He was the first option. And once you get that cosign from your coach and your teammates, uh, the sky's the limit, and his ceiling is still awfully high.
4: Thurl Bailey joins us here, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So, again, this team right now sits on the eighth spot. um they're you know right there on the cusp of you know fl- having a flat out uh, spot in the playoffs at least in the uh, in the uh, playing tournament. When the dusk settles and clears on this year, do you think this Jazz team will be playing postseason basketball in some way, shape, or form?
5: I really do see that. Yeah, I see it. I mean, every night they come out; they're coming to win. And you know, we're sitting eighth right now, but whether we two games out of fourth or fifth. I mean, it's, it's amazing what a traffic jam it is uh, in both conferences, in particular, the Western conference where, you know, you could lose one or two games and be out of that play in game quadrant or, you know, or be in it. And so um, I, I, I think that's their goal. They don't talk about it a lot. Right. I think for, Coach Hardy about this. I said, well, you know, everybody has to have a goal. And as a player, you're looking at the standings, especially at this time of the season. What are you saying? What are you talking about? I mean, I'm used to Jim Balbano saying, hey, we are going to win a national championship. And, you know, looking at each other like, who? but, you know, you, I, I think you have to talk about your goals. And I am I have a feeling that in that locker room that they're talking about playoffs now. And so, um that's the kind of play you're getting from these guys. I mean, it, it's it's just interesting to watch every game and watch them play clutch games and and win them in the end. Or we'll just be and they haven't gotten blown out a lot of times this season. So I, I believe that they will be there. I believe we will see some postseason action beyond the playing game.
1: Big T, give me just a couple thoughts on Chris Dunn.
5: Oh man, you know, first time I, I really saw him practice or or his first debut for the Jazz, um, I saw some Jamal Crawford in him and just the way he carried himself. Now, Jamal Crawford, one of the most prolific scorers in the game, great six man a couple of times. And not so much the scoring that I see, but I saw his mannerisms, his ball handling and the way Chris was able to um, get the space he wanted for pass and set up his teammates. And the Jazz, you know, when you lose a really good point guard like Mike Conley, you know, a seasoned guy who's a great veteran, it's hard to replace that kind of calmness. Um, and you get different things from Colin Sexton and, and putting Kalen Horton Tucker at a point forward. But I think Chris Dunn really is cementing himself as potentially part of the future of this franchise in my eyes with what he's been able to do in such a short time.
4: So when you look at uh, this team and you look at uh, what they've accomplished so far and what uh, they probably will accomplish, how just how impressed are you with Will Hardy? Now, Grant, he's been around a lot of good coaches and he's been around a lot of good programs, but your first time walking those sidelines and having the success that he's had this year, uh, with this roster and having his roster gutted midway through the year, and then still winning games, I mean, kind of give me your, your thoughts on how he's handled himself as a first time head coach.
5: All those things you mentioned, where he came from, that they don't always guarantee success, do they? No, not yeah. at all. You could be part of a great uh, genealogy in the NBA, in the in the league that doesn't guarantee success, but I I believe that, it's not, and he would tell you this I think, I've talked to him enough times it's not just about him, he has to coach the team that he's given and so when you look at what Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck have done with retooling this team and also garnishing assets and things for the future um, and building it and deciding to build it, figure out first of all who they're going to Build it around because I don't think that was known initially, um, and then finding a guy who could come in and kind of have the temperament to get to know all these guys and then put them in a position to be successful. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't know exactly their expectations at the beginning of this. I know most people on the outside uh, didn't think much of what this team was going to be able to do, but I think Will, I ask him. From time to time, when we just walk by, to say you still having fun, he said. He says you bet I am. And sometimes that's after a loss. And so a guy like that who can come in and get the most out of the team that is put in front of him, uh, you know, he he obviously is a special coach. These guys really buy into what he's saying. They love him, Um, and he has the ability. To be their coach which means it's not all good all the time you know you're not just going to get you know the the, the, the buddy coach Hardy, Hardy. you've got to you know sometimes you got to have some tough love and he's able to do that and these guys are able to continue to go out and and thrive um, for him and play for him
4: Well Thurl appreciate it as always uh, enjoy uh, the rest of the season and uh, let's do this again here very soon
1: Hey thanks guys Thanks, BT.
4: You got it. Thurl Bailey, right here on 975, the EKSL Sports Zone. Man knows what he's talking about. Forty years ago, the miracle in Albuquerque with Jim Valvano, Thurl Bailey, and NC State winning a national championship. That's crazy. That was forty years ago. I bet it's hard for him to believe forty years. It's gotta be tough to wrap your brain around. Yeah, yeah for sure. It still looks like he's he could still looks like he still go out and play 15-20 minutes. It's a great man. Yeah. Appreciate his time. All right. Hans Olson, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Mark's hanging out with us once again from Wasatch Medical. And Mark, I think it's important that people know out there that if they're struggling in the bedroom and ED is a problem for a lot of guys out there, there's a solution, not just a band aid, but an actual solution to ED.
2: Exactly. The pills are band aids, injections are band aids. The solution is at Wasatch Medical Clinic. And it is a breakthrough technology, a breakthrough treatment called acoustic wave therapy. Now, guys, if you're suffering from med the chances are it's a lack of blood flow. That's what the root cause is in most cases. And the pills only give a temporary increase in blood flow. You have to redose each time. Of course, there are timing issues as well as potentially side effects. Both of those can get in the way of the desired outcome. So at Wasatch Medical Clinic, with our acoustic wave therapy, we are actually helping to repair those blood vessels. Over time, the blood vessels become broken down, damaged. Maybe there's some plaque buildup. The acoustic wave therapy actually helps to repair that. And now a guy has blood flow where and when he needs it the most, and that natural spontaneity is reintroduced into the relationship. 801-901-8000.
4: Call that number, and there's always a lot of free when you call in for our listeners
2: yes absolutely guys call today call right now you will get the exam the assessment and the blood flow ultrasound at no cost in addition to that you'll receive a gift which can produce rapid results for those intimate moments you need to call right now though guys take advantage of this offer the phone number 801-901-8000
4: 801-901-8000 that's 801-901-8000 right here on 97.5 the ksl
1: sports zone ladies and
3: gentlemen, Rival with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keering.
1: The Pac-12 is like, is kind of progressive forward thinking. It's, you know, Silicon, Silicon slopes here in Utah, Silicon Valley. There's, Mm -hmm. there's the Nike silicone and, you know, (laughs) all these whatever places. And they just might be smart enough or dumb enough to do it. Like if there's a conference in the United States of America that belongs on a streaming service, it's the Pac-12.
3: It's unrivaled. Afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars. Perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. The 97.5. The KSL Sports Zone.
6: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Martin, In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
3: The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotting, presented by U First Credit Union on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
4: Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Happy Monday, everybody. Time for another edition of Sports Roulette. We take some of the biggest storylines. We put on a roulette wheel, we spin it, and wherever that little ball lands is what we end up talking about. So with that, without further ado, Lloyd, spin that wheel.
6: You need at least 16 pigs to finish the job, Bricktop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I think Drake was on the bad side of some bad information. The, Drake, the rapper. Oh yeah, Drake bet four hundred thousand dollars that Jake Paul was going to knock out Tommy Fury. Oh
6: jeez! But and I'm sure you, I know you're going to
1: get into this. He is the he is the cooler in sports betting. Yeah. Good lord, Drake is causing a lot of people to lose by betting on them. He really is. <laughs> In fact, I think Jake Paul actually blamed the loss on Drake coming out of the fight. But Drake went and put $400,000 on it, not for Jake Paul to win the fight, but for Jake Paul to knock Tommy Fury out.
4: So not just to win, but to win by knockout.
1: Did you see the fake script that surfaced or the script that surfaced for this fight? No. There was a script that surfaced. Oh, really? Yeah, and the script said that it was an eighth-round TKO by Jake Paul. So I don't you know, I was just cracking up because for those of you that have seen the movie Snatch, when Bricktop tells him to fall and he doesn't fall, and Bricktop's trying to walk out of the building and some guy goes, Thanks for the information because Bricktop would yeah. rig every fight. Bricktop goes off on him. Somebody gave Drake some info that was bad info. I I don't know why else you'd bet on the Jake Paul Tommy Fury fight because there is it's just a 50-50. But maybe that's why I only put 400000 400000 for Drake is... No, you reach into the couch cushions for that. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket yeah.
4: for him. Floyd Mayweather's like, what are you doing lightweight? Come on. Could you imagine? Imagine having just like, eh, you know what, you want to make a bet? Yeah, you know what, throw four hundred dollars on that thing. Let's go. He Do a light one. Have a guy that carries that bag with the money.
1: A little test bet. If Jake Paul would have knocked him out, he would have won 1.4 million because he actually took the knockout. 1.4. Think about that too. In the eighth, he did he did throw that shot. Yeah, that yeah that's right. Put Tommy
4: Fury on. Hey, the maybe that maybe that's the one he was supposed to go down on.
1: It makes you wonder. It Makes you wonder. I I do wonder. This level oh, of showmanship. It's a thousand percent corrupt. Sure, feels like it might be.
4: And anyway, so Fury and and Paul are like, "Hey, Drake, we that was we that's the script for the second for the rematch. The rematch has already been scripted out. That's what's going to happen in the rematch. You got the wrong script. You should have got the script for the first <sighs> match, not the second one." Drake's like, "Oh man, my bad."
1: Meanwhile, Brad Pitt and his crew is sitting in a car outside of the arena. Yeah, as they're all walking out. <laughs> That's blast. And you know why Tommy didn't blink? <laughs> you know why he didn't flinch? Such a good movie.
6: <laughs> Did see that Bullet Train, by the way. I finished it uh, last night. You track. like it?
4: Excellent. I thought it was very good. The, not quite it, Snatch, but it's No, it's it not Snatch. Good. No, it Snatch is, is at another good. level. But yeah. Bullet Train, really Excellent. good. The ending, it dragged on a little bit there at the end, but for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I, I love when Brad Pitt plays a role like that. Yeah. It's great. And the two British dudes? Yeah. Awesome. I don't think you were as high on that movie as I was. Did you know? You didn't like. I it? I liked it. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Look, I'm not saying it's. I, I when I said you guys need to watch it, I said it was like Snatch. I didn't say it was better than Snatch.
1: No, it was. It was very entertaining. It was worth the watch. All right, uh, Lloyd Spinup. It's a party at the Orleans. So you mentioned it a little earlier in the show. The West Coast Conference Tournament tips off on Thursday. But BYU tied for a fifth seed because of what they did to San Francisco on Saturday. Yeah. Just whooped them up. Yep. Senior night. 87-61 to just dominated. They needed that. They did. Because they were riding a four-game losing streak. So now the fifth seeded BYU Cougars are going to be playing in the second round against either Portland or San Diego Portland came in as the eighth seed San Diego came in as the ninth seed and the West Coast Cup Com- the West Coast conference tournament does get a day head start
4: yes well a week, I, I mean a week head start I think they start on Wednesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday and then they play the championship on Monday
1: so is there okay because I know that uh, Portland and San Diego I know Play on Thursday. So there must be an entry round on Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. That's right.
4: Um, and so, but BYU, if they're going to have a magical Disney like ending to their run in the West Coast Conference, is going to have to win four games. Because if they win that first game, then they'll play, I think, LMU in the quarters. And then I think it's St. Mary's in the semis. And then obviously you'll play Gonzaga.
1: So is it still set that? For the West Coast Conference Tournament, is it still set that Gonzaga only has to play in the championship game uh, no, every it's, year? Yeah, it seems like it's close. <laughs> but
4: yeah, I mean, Gonzaga has stacked yeah. that conference. Oh, like, and you know what? Look, if you're the big dog, you can set the rules. I get it. But, yeah, I would do it too. But they only have to play two games to win a conference tournament. Yeah. Which is, I mean, come on, are you going to lose it? Of course you're not. Knock it off. But yeah, I, I mentioned these next three weeks are my favorite th- or some of my favorite three weeks of all the sports the sports calendar. When you get to conference tournaments and into the NCAA tournament, love it. Absolutely love this stuff. All right. Spin it, Lloyd. Big day for Dame. Big day indeed for Damian Lillard. Seventy-one points last night, Hands. Seven one. And everybody's like, well, Damian Lillard had 71. I mean, uh, Donovan Mitchell had 71. Well, he had 58 in regulation. He got 71 in overtime. But Damian Lillard puts up 71 last night against the lowly Houston Rockets. Had, what, 44 at halftime? Just a remarkable performance from the Weber State grad.
1: The oldest to ever put up 70 points in NBA history. That's nuts. The oldest player to put up 70 points in NBA history at the time that he put up the 70 yeah. points.
4: And, and for the most part, pretty efficient in doing it. 22 of 38, 13 of 22 from three, and perfect 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Man. Also dished out six assists, had
1: six rebounds. Well, here's the bad thing. They did get the win, but if the NBA playoffs were to start today, Portland would not even be in the plan game. Yeah. Somebody get that man out of
4: Portland. I know he's crazy loyal to that city and that organization, but
1: how if would, anybody. How would Damon Lillard fit here with the Utah Jazz?
4: Um, I think you make it fit. It would be just fine. You do whatever you want. It. You do whatever you can. It would be a tremendous fit. Is he 30 or 31? Uh, he's thirty one. Here's the problem with Damien well actually let me let me hold up on that. Let me pull up the old salary because this is where I when I say it would fit well, it would fit well right now. Oh he's thirty two.
1: Just turned thirty two.
4: But if you look at his contract, this is why Damian Lillard probably won't be going anywhere. Because Damian Lillard has um this year he's making forty two million, next year he'll make forty five. Okay, thirty three. The year after that, 48. 34. The year after that, 58. 35. And a player option for the next year at $63 million. 36. At 36 years old, somebody's going to be paying uh, Damian Lillard $63 million. (laughs) No. I can't do it. You can't do it. You can't. I mean, look, if you're right there on the cusp of winning a title... And you're like, "Okay, we're going all in like how the Rams did a couple of years ago. And they said, "You know what? Screw draft picks, screw everything. We're going for a title this year." And they got it. They won the Super Bowl. And last year, they fell apart and they are in luxury ta- or not luxury tax area in salary cap hell because of it. But you got that one title. You got that one ring. Somebody might do that with Damon Lillard, but you got to make sure, you got to you got to make sure that He's going to get you over the top because if you don't, you're going to be paying the consequences on it for a long, long time.
1: Oh, Scotty, I can't do it. Thirty-six years old, paying him sixty-plus million dollars. Yeah. Even if we see an insane cap extension.
4: Yeah, and I think there'll be a new TV deal in there too, which will, you know, push everybody's revenues up. But you're, and you're right, salary cap up. <sighs> Guaranteed ring. Oh, man. But if you're the Jazz, you don't do it because you're too far away from a
1: ring. But, but is he the piece? And let's say, oh, no, it, okay. I, I, I can't even have I just, it. Gets, it gives me anxiety to even think about attaching yourself to that until he's 36. Four more years. And I know putting him on the court with Kessler and Markinen and Clarkson and just letting him have the green light and go, I don't... I want to say yes, because I I would love to see him come back here and take the Jazz to a championship. I just, I thought that, you know, that NERC team with McCollum, he's had some good Portland traveling. Marcus Aldridge. Yes. And they never... Got over the hump. As good as he is.
6: Yeah. Yeah, but they, I mean and that happens for a lot of teams. I mean, they had a lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries that went through there. There were. He's yeah. had some bad luck. Yeah. There's been some unfortunate.
4: But imagine if you're thirty one what do you say? He's thirty two? Thirty two, yeah. And after this year you're still guaranteed there's ninety three, there's you're essentially you're guaranteed another two hundred million dollars over the next four years. That's a lot of money. A near quarter of a billion dollars that you're owed in guaranteed money. I wonder how he
1: felt putting his name on that contract.
4: You know, I asked, who was it I asked about that? I think it was Eric Weddle. I was doing an interview with him when he signed his first big contract after his rookie contract. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how does that feel to sign your name and you know I'm taken care of? If I'm even remotely good with my money, that not only am I taken care of, my kids can go to college where in any Ivy League school, they want to. Um, Whatever we want, home-wise, will always be taken care of. That's got to be a weird feeling. When you sign your name, you're like, I'm good. Butterflies
6: in the stomach, like, can't get your your signature on there fast enough.
1: Because at the time, he would have been over a quarter billion.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he signed the contract, it was a quarter of a billion dollars. To play basketball.
6: I would be... $35 You, $35 for a seven-on-seven, seven, I'll throw that money in your face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would feel like you're floating a
4: little bit, I think. It's like, uh, what's that feeling like when you're holding a lottery ticket and that last number comes up and you're like,
1: I oh. did it. Oh, I did I, it. I I just won $854 million. I want to say... Do what you can. I would want to say put Damien on this roster, but I actually think that you would lock yourself into what we see with Damien Lillard. Yeah.
4: We're all paying each other's mortgages off, right? If somebody hits it big on the show. Yes.
1: We've agreed to Absolutely. that. Absolutely.
4: That's yes. all I, if you, if you win a lottery or if you become a billionaire, yeah, I don't need like a check. I don't need a vacation. Just be like, Hey, your mortgage, boom, taken care of. Now, let me refinance and cash out first. And then
1: (laughs) I'm like, oh, Scotty, I remember when you bought that house. You bet. I know what you bought that for. I go, it's $780,000 of liens. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. I don't know what to tell you. You committed to it. (laughs) Jenny and the boys are kind of counting on it.
4: Yeah. So uh, if you just take care of that, that'd be great. All right, Hans and Scotty, we'll wrap this thing up next. 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone.
3: This is, this is DJ and PK.
4: Ken Pomeroy joins us,
2: KenPom.com. We had on a Pac-12 guy, Sean O'Connell, who played it to you. One eternity later. Is there any level in there, if you drop a line, does it really matter in the NCAA? That is a terrific
3: question. I don't know why it took you five minutes to get to it, but a great question. I I mean,
2: I was channeling my inner Gordon Monson, but I thought, Ken, I thought, you know, this is such a whale of a question that I'm going to milk it. I'm going to milk me some me time.
6: The beauty of that was in the middle of whatever that was before the question. The PK was saying, "The meantime, Jake Hatch, just to me said, this is Gordon Monson territory." We couldn't believe it when you two both went there. We enjoyed that a lot, so thanks to both of you. Good no, I
2: knew I was going, but I was comfortable with it because I knew the payoff was going to just be phenomenal. Oh man! You know how you hanging on? Where are you?
3: I'm in uh, San Bernardino right now. <laughs> Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone part of the show? Every moment of every show is available in podcast form by searching Hans and Scotty on your favorite podcasting platform or online at kslsports.com. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my
2: heart
3: that I'm
5: feeling
2: Now Dame's got it. 145 to play. Bump drives, runs it up. Yes! 70, 71 for Damian Lillard.
1: Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history.
2: Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more.
4: That is your Tim Daly Nissan Murray Titan of the game. Damian Lillard going for 71 yesterday. All brought to you by Tim Daly, Nissan, and Murray, your titan of the game,
1: where you can get a titan for 0%. can't imagine how desperate he must feel at times.
4: Yeah. And then I look at my bank
1: account and be like, I'm alright. I'm okay.
4: Things are just
1: fine. Not winning any championships, but I'm okay.
4: All right, so can I get a real quick complaint about Twitter off my chest real yeah. quick? And there's a lot that I... like about Twitter, but uh, the state of North Carolina is now coming closer to legalizing gambling. Um, And I retweeted earlier today, I'm like, hey, look, North Carolina, religious state, usually a red state, if they can push through gambling, we can as well. And everybody's talking about, like, well, you can't because of the state constitution. Okay, as we've seen over the last couple of weeks in this state legislative session, if there's something that we want to adjust in the state constitution, we're more than willing to fudge, fudge with that thing a little bit. I said fudge, Lloyd. Yeah, I got you. So we can be a little flexible with the state constitution if we want to. And so I just tweeted that out. Everybody's like, it's never going to happen. Don't even do. And I'm like, I know it's never going to happen. I'm just saying we can just the well, actually, guys, like even a beat writer is like, it's never going to happen. No bleep, Sherlock. I know it's not going to happen. But I'm just saying, we can. Don't we always say, like, oh, the, the constitution, State constitution can't do it? Yeah, no, look, if North Carolina can put all some stuff aside, we can do it too. Because we're not that different than North Carolina in terms of religious makeup and in terms of. You know, oh, we, we can't do that here. And North Carolina can,
1: we can. Let's calm it down a little bit. What does that make like 38 states now? Yeah. I'm or, telling you. Are you creeping into the 40s?
4: I'm telling you, if the Utah Jazz, and I'm not saying Ryan Smith would ever entertain it, but the Utah Jazz at some point in the next five to 10 years will be at a significant financial disadvantage because they cannot host a sports book or something like it in that arena because of the state of Utah laws. So you can say it's like, oh, Gerard just wants to get... Well, that's true. There's some truth of that. Mm-hmm. But you look at some of the endorsement and you look at some of the sponsorship deals that some of these NBA and professional franchises are cutting with these online sports books on having facilities inside their arena. And if the Jazz... Are not one of them here in the next five to ten years. They are going to be at a significant financial disadvantage. It's a, it's coming, folks. And at that point, I'm sure that there'll be some like, hey, you know, legislature will come around that point. But until then, well, it, actually, I know it's it never happened. <laughs> Shut up! I know it's not happening. Calm it down. <laughs> you know that's all going to happen here. I know. That's why I'm trying to knock down the wall a little bit and have it as a, at least, at least let's have the conversation about it. Never happened. Some guy goes, there's this saying you can wish in one hand and bleep in the other and see which fills up fast. I know. I get it. I understand it. I hate Twitter so much. Hate it. It's not my favorite place. It's getting worse. Oh, it's getting, especially since uh, Homeboy got rid, got rid of uh, tweet TweetBot. And I can't, filter stuff out like I used to. Now I see all the cesspool
1: of crap come through here. And it's a lot. Uh, we'll get you ready for the Utah Jazz. They're going to be starting their road trip coming up on Tuesday. So tomorrow night against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, let's see. Let me just make sure. Actually, they got one more home game before they start their five-game road trip, don't they? Yes. Yeah, one more, one more home game. So you've got the, the Spurs coming up tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. And then you start on that six-game road trip that will take you all the way through the middle of March. That's going to be a long road trip for our good friend Big T, yep. David Locke, Bowler, the boys.
4: You know, that'd be a fun crew to hang with, though. Yeah, it would. Bowler, Thurl, Locke, and Booner on the road. Yeah, sign me up for that. Be a great crew. let be some fun conversations. All right. One more conversation. Mark's hanging out with us from Wasatch Medical. And, Mark, I think it's important for a lot of people to know, when we talk about treating ED, and you've talked about acoustic wave therapy forever, uh, there's a word you use that I think is really important in all this, and a lot of guys want to know because they know that surgery and needles can be a part of, the, uh, uh, of some procedures out there. This is painless. It's acoustic wave therapy. It's a painless option.
2: Yeah, it is painless. This is non-invasive, no pain, and that's the number one question our doctor gets. Is it going to be painful? And the answer is no, not at all, guys. So non-invasive. We have a small device which is placed on top of the skin. No needles, no surgeries. That device will deliver gentle pressure waves to the blood vessels. It helps to repair and open up those blood vessels, and that gives good quality blood flow where and when a guy needs it the most importantly as well you don't have to worry about the timing like you do with the pills because the acoustic wave therapy will allow that natural spontaneity
4: to return to your relationship as well 801 901 8000 you call that number right now and there's a free assessment you get to meet with a physician you get the ultrasound test absolutely for free
2: Yeah, you bet. So, uh, Call right now, guys. Call today, at least. If if you can't call now, if you're driving, call today, and you will get the exam, the assessment, and the blood flow ultrasound with our doctor at no cost. In addition to that, you will receive a gift, which can produce rapid results for those intimate moments. But you need to call today to take advantage of this offer. Guys, do not put this off any longer. ED does not repair itself. Give us a call, the number 801-901-8000. Again, 801
4: 901 8000. That's 801 901 8000 right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.